Hello, Mensa. You're listening to Your Mom with Skulk, a podcast hosted by me, Skulk Note. Now, on this show, we're going to journey deep into the lives of really lucky people. Some of them are my friends. Some of them I wish were my friends. But I don't want to speak to these exceptional people, these celebrities directly. I mean, yeah, look, it means I think we are all so tired of listening to celebrities. Everyone and their mother, excuse the pun, has a podcast where they interview celebrities. So we're not going to speak to the celebrities directly, but rather about the celebrities through the people that know them better than anyone, which is, of course, their mothers. Hello everyone, welcome to Your Mom with Skulk, with me Skulk Poseidna, your host. That was terrible. And um, this is only my (laughs) second episode, Gilly. Okay, Mensa, so Gilly wants a better intro. I mean, she's used to being introduced by people like Trevor Noah. Clearly, I'm just not good enough for her. Well, I'll have you know, Gilly, I've also been introed by Trevor Noah, but okay, fine. Here you go, Gilly. And in this episode, we bring you a very funny young woman from Johannesburg, Gilly Upter. Well, okay, there's the intro, ladies and gentlemen. Gilly Apter, she's here. Um, fellow comedian? No. (laughs) (laughs) Fellow fellow comedian and one of my biggest critics, but... um, as you know, with this podcast, Mensa, it's not about you, Gilly. Today, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, I, don't, I hardly want to speak to Gilly. The woman of the hour for me is Tani Anat. Happy? Anat, just remind me, so you are from Israel. Yes, okay? I'm Israeli. I was and born in y- Israel. Yes, and Not- Gilly, you are first... Generation First generation South African. First generation South African. Yeah. Parents from Israel. Yes. Israeli, she's fourth generation. My pa- no, third. My parents were born in Israel. Mm-hmm. I was born in Israel. But I wasn't born there. So Gilly I'm not- was born in South Africa. So why did you guys move to South Africa, Anat? You know, the whole idea was to come here for four years on uh, Menachem, my husband's uh, uh, contract. We were excited, like, to go out. Yeah. So at the beginning, we went to America to check if we can go there. <laughs> you went there first? <laughs> yes. And why did you choose South but Africa? Then, I tell you why. Because he found a job here. So he went for an interview. They accepted him immediately. And in two months' time, I didn't even have time to realize what I'm doing. And <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Wait, wait. No okay. electricity. We came four for later. four years. And then I said to myself, okay, four years. I had Itai, my eldest son. He was four years old. I said, Itai will learn English. We will learn English. We uh, will experiment, you know, South Africa. And uh, we uh, will have, you know, we wanted to explore. That four years become 40 just lately. Wow. And you, but, but you also started your own thing here yeah, because if you are listening to this and you're wondering, why does Anat sound so familiar? That is your Anat. baby. Yeah, but, yes. but the thing is that I didn't start, I didn't want to 
to be to have the business I have. Mm. I wanted to bring up my children, live peacefully <laughs> without any interruptions. Like a housewife. A Google. She wanted to be a Google. You didn't want a franchise. And even a Google. And then you had a franchise. And then you know, life, life uh, faced me, yes. and I needed to help my husband financially. And I was thinking, the, the first thing I was thinking about is the, to open a, a falafel because I was an expert in falafel. Mm. From my family, from my... It came, you know, I was brought up with falafel. And I used to visit the flea market in Bruma. Yes. And I thought, if I will... There was no falafel day. So I or, thought I will be very unique. Or good, or good falafel, at least. Absolutely. Yeah. And I thought I'm going to open a, a stall in the market. Yeah. Work uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, and make my and, money. And then Google on the on and the Google off, on the rest on the off days. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't go together. I don't, think, I don't think you can be a Google no, no, and no, work no, no, at no. all. No, it's a full time position. No, no, it's a full time position. Yeah. They have to to be born <laughs> in that environment, you know, or even next to that environment. <laughs> you can't. You actually can't know how to do other things. Yes, yes, Absolutely. you have to be completely helpless, Absolutely. like yes. a baby bird. Yes. So, yeah. but I was a real. I was. I wanted to to pretend <laughs> that I'm a kugel. But yes. N- I never had a chance. Never, never had a chance with my husband. I never had a chance. Well, I, I wish so. that the, I wish that people could see you right now because you you are giving off amazing kugel energy. You've got <laughs> white pants on. That is a kugel. It's not white. It's off white. Off white. Oh, so. Yeah. Okay. So it's not full Google. You 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 you're tricking us by putting the off white. But that 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 is the telltale sign. If if it's white, Google off white. Oh, I have to, to sit here Google. with my gym clothes. That's true. Gym that clothes in the middle of the day, but true. but also That's with a, a, a vodka martini. Yeah, gym and, clothes, and but you know not what? exercising at all. And not that kind of a hair. Not curly. It should be straight. Dead also, straight. you've got it wrong. Googles don't drink martinis in the middle of the day. They they drink white wine. They white. drink wine or and or um, take prescription medication. <laughs> you see, I wine. even didn't get to that. <laughs> I didn't know that the Kugels uh, drink in the middle of the day. <laughs> Anything. You see, I didn't even get to that. Very quickly, it's I realized too. that I have to get involved in the financial uh, 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 the financial situation in our family. And I will always be a part of it. Well, and I, that's what I did. So yeah. I went to the flea market and I got a stall and I started. And then Menachem left his job and joined me. He joined you? Yes. And then he, well, he helped you franchise it. He, and, and exactly. He helped me franchise it. He helped me. You know, I only wanted to sell falafel. And he pushed for the shawarma, which is a meat. And it's much more complicated. Mm. So today when I look back, I said, why, did I, why didn't I stuck to the falafel? It wouldn't be so much easier. But you know, but if, you, if you drunk in the middle of the night and you want to get some unnut, um, yeah. f- falafel just doesn't hit the spot. You know, no, you, yeah, need exactly. the, you need the You, you need, need the, the shawarma. Meat. You, you need, need the shawarma. You need the shawarma. Yeah, agree. Especially when I'm drunk, I'm thinking about the shawarma. <laughs> And so Anat would set aside her grand ambitions of googling to run a business and raise three children, one of them being Gilly. 
So what does a mother do when a beloved daughter decides to give up a successful career and put it all on the line to become a stand-up comedian? Let's talk about Gilly's comedy career. So Gilly actually only started quite late in comedy compared to, for example, someone like me who started when I was 18 or Luis Ogola started when he was 17. Mm -hmm. Gilly only started when she was how old in stand-up? Gilly? 30? 30, one? No, 35. 35? Yeah. And then what did you what did you think, Anat? No, sorry. 33. 33. Yeah. Your friends will also say stuff to you, like uh, horrible stuff to you. When you get older, when you start getting older, they say weird shit to you. Like, I, I'm in my 30s, right? And when I was in my 20s... I'm not surprised, huh? It's fine. I like to know where I stand. Good. Carry on. Please. Please be yourselves. When I was in my 20s, if I was dating a guy, you know, if he did something wrong, my friends would be like, dump him, he's a dick, he can do so much better, there's so many fish in the sea, fuck him. (laughs) Now if I'm dating a guy and he does something wrong, my friends are like, so he hit you one time. (laughs) So picky. And then Anat, what did you think when you know, Gilly started standing? Uh, uh, it's not only for Gilly, for my children. Yeah. If they choose a path that they want to go, for, yeah. I will encourage them and they enjoy mm. it. You know, it's fantastic to do, you know, to use your hobby as a as a profession. Hobby. How, uh, uh, no, 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 what I'm saying, what I'm saying, you don't understand me. Gilly, your talent, your talent, okay, let's say your talent is better. English. Your talent is a, okay. She knew exactly what she was saying. She's only blaming the uh, English being a second language now, but she meant hobby. <laughs> no, it was my hobby, talking to people. Not talking to people. I mean, what I, I mean. I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. You have a talent, okay? And and when you're young, it's a hobby, okay? You are well, very funny. I, I'm, when I speak to your friends, you always was funny. You know what I mean? You made them laugh, always. <laughs> As a child. As a child, you made everybody laugh. Ask my You heard sister. it here, people. <laughs> you know? You always made your friends laugh. Ask them. Speak to them. So, <laughs> speak to your friends. Yeah. Them. So... so <laughs> So, you know, in later years... Who's laughing now? It become, <laughs> in later years, it become a profession. That's fantastic. Whatever she wants to go for and make her happy and, and, uh, and satisfied, that's fine for me. Did it, did it stress you out because... I know people don't uh, seem to get, you know, and, and I think it's always a bit of like a shock for our parents when we start doing it because easily the first year, or it could be longer, to everyone's path is different. You don't get paid Five. for stand-up. No, you get, she un- came back to live at home. Oh, okay. But Gilly is a pleasure to have at home. Why? She's a pleasure. She's, well, you, know, you should know. We've toured together. Am I not a pleasure? You are pleasure. I mean, you're very quiet. You're very clean. No, you're very when neat. Gilly, when Gilly in the house, the house is living. Oh. The house is full of light. The house is you, you only Gilly. Wow. You know now I have only Gilly at home, and the house like the house like came to life. 
you know, near my son also, he's in Israel now. Uh, Ita is married, not living in the house. Gilly also went, as you said, for two and a half months, she wasn't here. Mm. Then she came back. It's like three children came back. <laughs> you know, that's, that's Gilly. You yeah. know, wherever she goes, the, 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 her energy, her energy. Is, is, you can feel her energy. And so, it's a positive energy. It's not irritating her energy. So it didn't stress you out that you went from being like a director where, you know, directors earn good money to yeah, suddenly like, yeah, mom, I'm going yeah. to do five minutes tonight. I'm not getting paid. In fact, I'm paying petrol and everything to be there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at like 33, didn't stress you out. Didn't, really didn't, because I knew she's, she, it's, it's a, a direction that she chose. Mm. She's going to be success, successful in it. Yeah. I knew. She's a hard worker. She's the only one that made money in the lockdown in the family. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Money? Gilly is the least child that's taking money from me. <laughs> You're going to get into so much shit for this. Why? You know, there's other siblings. They'll probably never listen oh, to oh, us. Oh, 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 yes. They will never listen to that anyway. <laughs> and if they listen, tough. You know? But really, Gilly... Look, I don't want to get involved in the, in yeah, the family politics. Shit, yeah, I don't want to get involved no, in the family can, politics. <laughs> and Gilly also is a... You know, it, it's... it's she, when, when, when you share... She's sharing. She's sharing. You know what I mean? She's mm-hmm. not taking. She's giving... Also, she's a big giver, Gilly. Yeah. So it never, it never bothered me or bothered me, really. Also, Skalka, I think you failed to realize how that I wasn't that successful <laughs> as a director. I, I wasn't making I, that much money. <clears throat> I didn't know. No, I'm telling you, I wasn't making that much money. Yeah, but I mean, you were, you went from earning an income to pursuing stand up full time. Yeah, but I didn't stop. Yes, you didn't yeah, stop, yeah. but you it it. You did when you started pursuing stand-up. You pursued it yeah, hard. hard. It's like you didn't kind of only uh, when you had a small gap because you were always in the clubs like yeah. every night. But I think you also forget that in the beginning I couldn't be in the clubs every like I I didn't have access in the first year or two yeah. to getting on every show and being in every club and every room. So I did have time to to be doing the other stuff as well because I was freelancing the other stuff. Yeah. So I think there's. I think that's what makes a difference. It's like yeah. a transition, you know? Yeah. It's not like a hard, oh, I'm stopping to do this. Yes. And I'm starting. Like, like it wasn't a job that I had to say, like give notice and quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? But she was doing also both. She wasn't only doing comedy. Yes. She was still being a, a director. She did. Yeah. And I didn't really feel that she's taking money from me. Yes. For me, as a Jewish mom, if the children living in the house, it doesn't mean they take money from me. <laughs> Did, what, what did you doesn't hide it? Consider, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't consider, and um, you know, it's also not not nice that your children are also leaving the house. You know, it now it's the first time in my life. You know, as we sold our house now, mm-hmm. okay, and near left for Israel, and Gilly is also hardly will be at home. I feel like now the nest is getting empty, and it's very strange for me because I used to come home in the evening and start cooking for supper. Every night we do something else. And I love it. I love the kitchen. All of a sudden I have no, 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 no one to cook for. Menachem. 
Nah, Menachem. Menachem is... Does he not eat? He doesn't drink, he doesn't eat. The man lives on... When I cook, he eats. When I don't cook, he eats, but he doesn't complain. You know what I'm saying? He will find his food. But, you know, when you have a family, you have, like, to cook for a family. Now, it's like empty nest. On the one hand, I'm very happy that I find a direction and they leave the nest, but it's not a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. So, Gilly, just remember that your success is making your mom sad. So just think Thank about you. that when you're gallivanting no, you overseas and becoming successful. That's exactly what I'm going to think about. Thank you. No, you're not. I'm going to do. you're lying in your hotels. I'm waiting. You've just been exposed to your first experience of Jewish guilt. <laughs> no. No, it's nice, but it's sad. I'm waiting. When Gilly will settle down somewhere in the world... She's going to bring you. I'm going to go visit her. Mm. But then I'll go to London. She will go to New York. I'll go to New York. She will leave to LA. <laughs> I'll go to... <laughs> You're just chasing Gilly around yeah. the world. From your lips to God's ears, as they say. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my, my mom was very sad, I think, when I left the house. I'm an only child. But I mean, now that her and my dad retired end of last year... It's like they don't want to see me. I want to see them more now <laughs> because I'm like, I now I'm at an age I really am starting to enjoy spending time with my parents. Obviously, when you're younger, yes, yes, you're it's, selfish it's, like a pu- you're young. it's like a punishment yeah. spending time with your parents. But now, now that I try and make plans with them, they're like, can't we go into the mm-hmm. farm with friends? And you then see, I'm like, can I come? I and they're like, no, no, the, it's for the, the busiest people pensioners. are the pensioners. Yes, I know. And they they're on holiday very, all the very, time. Very, uh, uh, how <clears> can you say that? Watching their time, you mustn't disturb them. Mm. No, <laughs> I, I would think my parents, I always thought my parents yeah. would love, no, they would cancel everything if I said, yeah. listen, I'm coming over for dinner. But Not now they're me. like, no, we've, we're going with you, our friends. I tell you, want to, you, want, you want to be wanted by your parents? Get married and have kids. Then you'll see how much they want to see you. <laughs> they will want to see the kids. That's the next step of getting your parents back. Have a child. Have a child. Yeah. Have a child. So only, that's the only way. They're going to go Skulk. mad. Is, uh, are you still putting hope on Gilly for a grandchild? No. I, uh, I let her choose her time. You know? I've beaten her into submission. So You're waiting her out. No, I beat her into submission. I think she came around. In Gilly's first, um, what was like your first set, basically, the first set you always spoke about having a serious boyfriend and she gave him an ultimatum mm-hmm. yes. to get married and uh-huh. then he he was like, okay, I'm choosing to go life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you think she, uh, she overreacted a bit or no, 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 did no, you no, like no. him? You know what she told me? Oh, what? Skulk, what are you doing? We can edit this out. <laughs> just. <laughs> Gilly, shall I talk? Just, I don't know. Say what you want. I'll just have him cut it. <laughs> she told me that she's not gonna now uh, mourn for it, you know? Okay. Yeah. Not gonna, so that's wise. What you told me. I don't remember that. You're not gonna, yeah, you said you're not gonna cry, you're not gonna, you're gonna go on with your life. And then immediately she started with the comedy and with what she wanted to do. She like, she also got released, you know? Yeah. Sure. 
Yeah. She had she had other plans before. I that. released both of us is what I did exactly. when I gave that ultimatum. Exactly. You know. I mean, yeah, who knows if you would have started stand up? Probably if, not. If you I think I didn't. might not have. I might think I might not have. If you guys just got, if if he said it's not because of him, if he you know, said, yeah, it's yeah, because yeah. in that in that headspace of being in that serious long term relationship, things end up you end up being in that frame of mind. It's hard to it's very hard to break out of it. Yeah, for whatever your plan is, and if the plan is like get married, have kids, whatever it is, it's very hard to see outside of that. Even if you're not conscious that that is what's happening to you. Mm. I don't think it's not because of him. It, it's just like without that jolt, almost like a, a a a kick. You know, you need like a big shake to to yeah. to change things and to do something that you're scared to do. And I don't think that I would have had that jolt. Yes, if if, if that you said okay, happened. cool, let's get married. Yeah, yeah, I would have yeah. just I would have just carried on with my life in much the same way. And I yeah. think uh, that experience like released me from myself, even. Mm. You know. Anand, how many times have you seen Giddy perform? How many times have you seen her stand up? Look, most of the time she doesn't allow me to come, so I gave up. But I went and I saw a few times. I cannot count how many times. Yeah, one, a handful. Two, three, I would say ten. a handful. Yeah. A I handful. One time, friends. one time she came secretly. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Her and my dad showed That's up like at, a this movie. at this uh, fundraiser. <laughs> I didn't invite them. And then I saw them there and I was like, what are you guys doing here? She doesn't want us there. And, and, and but it's okay. Why do you why do you think that is Anat? Before I ask Gilly, why she's embarrassed? She's talking about I don't know what. You know, I, 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 <laughs> dirty things. I don't know what she developed since I saw her last. You know, so I don't know what she's uh, talking about now. She's doing now. I mean, now but she's overseas. She knows you're not going to pop in in New York. So, so now she's she going getting wild. Full tilt. Yeah. So um, <laughs> not. You know, this is a this is her thing. And you know what? I never, I was never mad about comedy. Mm. It's not something that I used to go and watch. And and you have to understand something. We are immigrants, Menachem and myself. It's not our culture. It's not our, uh, uh, you know, comedy. You enjoy comedy when it's, I think, your culture. Like we saw, um, what's his name? Your friend from Cape Town. Nick, Nick, Nick. Mm. Nick Rubinovitz. We went to see his comedy mm. uh, one night, long time ago. We don't understand half of the things. <laughs> but he's... Oh, that's because, Nick, you talk too fast. And the, and I the, keep telling and the, him he talks too no, fast. And the Jewish overlap? Yeah. Didn't... You have to understand. I'm Jewish, but I'm Israeli. I'm mm. not a South African Jew. Yes. There is a huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference. You know, it's not, uh, people think we are the same. We are not. <laughs> we yeah. are not at all. Yeah. They have their own culture. We have our culture. It's different. Yeah. You know, so, so this is the thing with Gilly's comedy, but I don't, you know, I, it never bothered me that she changed her. Actually, I admire people that, that when they want to change something in life, they do it and they go for it. I will say that my mom is, when she has been at comedy, she's a very good audience member. She laughs at all my jokes. Yeah. And is you know what? She laughs at that. She laughs I, at all my jokes. Sometimes she's heard them before. She laughs yeah, again. It, my mom does the same. And she's like, she, <laughs> she's like I, mean, I look at her and she's like killing herself laughing. My mom does the same. And it's almost to, almost 
um, encourage the people around uh, her to be mm. like, hey, 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 what do you think? What do you think? I this guy. I've often watched, I once sat in the audience with Skulk's mom watching him. Mm. It's wow. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> no, she, she laughs every time like it's the first time she's yeah. seeing me. Um, but I mean, I my mom used to come, I didn't try and keep her away because I didn't want her to hear the the swear words or the dirty stuff that I said but at first there was a lot of fights between me and her but I was saying in the first episode of the podcast as as well now it's like almost like I can't shock her so sometimes when they come mm. I'll throw in something quite dirty oh. on purpose just to just to get a react because I want to see my mom I love watching your parents whenever I know your because I know your sets very well especially yes. when we tour together I know exactly what you're going to say when and one of my favorite things is on a night when your parents come I don't watch you at all I just watch them yeah and I can't <laughs> wait to see what their faces are going to happen and the dirtiest part of the set <laughs> I can't wait to look at my mom's face because I know she's going to like <laughs> do so that sick. face in her <laughs> face in her hands and because I, <laughs> I just find it hilarious the way she's like <gasps> can't believe you said that um but now but, you know, but now she's the, the dirtier the better she but, she loves but, it but she's like so when, desensitized when you started you were also a kid so she's also still watching you grow up while she's watching you do comedy like yeah. I'm, i've been doing comedy only as a full adult but full i don't adult. understand you both <laughs> full grown i don't understand you both if we go and watch comedy and with dirty words and everything yes with another person it's okay and with you it's not okay it's not the same it's just not the same there's nothing you can do to make so, it the same so so let me ask you gilly um your mom a reason that she thinks you didn't want to come is because you didn't want to them to hear some of the content is that the reason um no the reasons changed over the years when i was younger i didn't want anyone i knew to come when I mean, when I started, okay. it wasn't about them. I think it was anxiety, wasn't it? <coughs> I didn't want anyone I knew to come and watch me. I wasn't good. So I would be, it was very 50-50 if I would do well or not. And so having somebody you know in the audience makes it even more uncomfortable for you when you're starting. It makes you more nervous because at least the only thing you have when you're starting and you're bad is at least these people are strangers. <laughs> yeah, you're not, so not going to see them again. It doesn't again. matter. You're never going to see them again. You don't want somebody you know to see you fail. Right. And then in recent years, I would say um, it's not that I don't want you to come. It's that I don't like uh, necessarily like my family or people who are close to me to come when there's an important thing like Netflix, for example. Yeah. I wouldn't want them to be there. It's too much anxiety to have people that you're close to and that that you care about their opinion. And you have to worry about this high pressure thing. It's not even it's not about the content at all. Yeah, because you told me once your your parents came and then you did like a particularly dirty joke. And what, just remind me, what did you say? Your dad's face or what happened? I don't remember. I just remember looking at them. It was during Nation Wild. <laughs> you yeah. said that thing about the asshole. I don't remember. <laughs> yes, and then what did you say, your dad? Ladies and gentlemen, the beauty of this podcast is that when we can't remember something during the interview, we can always look for it later. And um, we actually found the joke that we're talking about that made Gilly's dad cringe just a little bit. But first, a word from our sponsors.
Men struggle to, to find things. You know, if you notice, if you leave, left the house tonight, they don't know where their keys are, their band, the bank card, the sunglasses, the, the wallet, the G-spot. They don't know where anything is. <laughs> I, tell you, I tell you one thing they never have any trouble finding is your asshole. <laughs> no problem with the location of that one for some reason. Some of you will find out the hard way later. But my dad always has this look on his face. He's, he doesn't really laugh out loud. He just sort of like looks and nods his head. So it's not like yeah. you can't see it on the podcast, but it's like, I don't even know what they, if they heard or understood any of it. Yeah, because you, you know? also talk quite fast. Yeah, I don't know. But I can yeah, tell you that... Is, However, this is something I was, that I was surprised to see my daughter talking so fast. I didn't know that she can talk so you fast. You were more impressed by her English. Yeah, because I talk slowly <laughs> to you, so you understand me. But we speak Hebrew to each other. We don't yes. speak English to each other. So there's no reason for me to speak fast to her. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. but in that moment, it was very uncomfortable, but I had to do it. Yeah. I just can't to. speak about anything like sexual around my parents. It's just so uncomfortable. I don't know how anyone can do it. And people do it all the time. Yeah. I guess, I guess, because when when I speak, not about that I, sp I don't even speak <clears throat> a lot about that stuff. No, no, but, you don't. But but even in the slight time, in a few in the few times that I even mention it, I wouldn't be comfortable. But I, I think that's the way it should be. I don't like when people um, have those relationship with their parents where they just speak so. Uh, um, it's unnatural. Like you should be shy to talk about that in front of your parents. I feel like that is the natural order of. Yeah. Things, you know, you get people who just like say anything in front of their parents and they, they brag about it like, oh, me and my mom, we've got this cool relationship. We just say, <laughs> I just say anything in front of her. I'm like, but I, I don't like that. But yeah, um, I guess when I speak about sex in my comedy, it's always from a, like a very more conservative perspective. And I, yes. I don't, I don't, it's not like, yeah, and then, you know, it was, it's more like, oh my word. And then this thing happened. So I'm, you're kind of like almost making apology for it as I'm going, but it's part of the gag. So it's never feeling yes. so You're rough. being polite about it as yes. you go because you yes. don't – you're just using it to tell a story. Yeah. But but uh, anyway, I wanted, to, I wanted to just go back to that thing you said about people coming to watch you at the beginning because mm. when I was starting and then, yo, you'd have – obviously some nights you'd have these killer nights, you know, and you just like destroy and – then you, then it will always work out when you invite friends or family, <laughs> you will die on your ass. And then it just sounds like you make an excuse when you say, you're but last week, you should have seen me. And then, <laughs> yes. they, and then they never believe you. They never and, believe you. And you're like, just, I promise you last week I did good. And then they always have this like kind of sympathetic look, especially your friends, I think, because your friends are like, Oh, so you know, this is this comedy thing that you that you're doing. No, it's it's great. No, it's looking uh, like it's really. No, look, it was a it was a tough crowd, but you can see they don't mean it. No, and no, and and then they will always start speaking about the other comedians on the lineup. Uh, that Mpo Pops guy, he was funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was funny. But, but you know, and then you're you know like, yeah, is? no, he's good. What I realized is the people who see you in the beginning, right, or see you when you fail, that those people will never, ever think you're a good comedian. They, you can never win back their trust. Almost, almost <laughs> never. And, and the, thing, the whole thing is like your first three years or if your first years or whatever it is, you have to sacrifice those people. So you think, you think even, even 
now that Trevor Noah has the Daily Show, he still has some friends walking around on this earth going, Definitely. Yeah, but I saw him when he started and he had this one gig that <laughs> and was I promise terrible. You, not even. I think there's people who will be like, I don't see what the big deal is. I don't know how he made it there. Uh, when I saw him, he was shit. I, I don't know what he's doing there. How did he get there? They must, he must have paid someone. <laughs> now, what I think is also you forget, you started when you were 18. Yes. Gilly started already when she was 33. Yes. So it's a big, uh, she was mature. Yeah. You know, I think when you're 18, I don't know, I think maybe I'm not right, but I think the way you accept failure when you are 18 is different from when you are 33. Also, you're allowed to be, you're allowed to fail more as a younger person. Mm. People will you're see you as a young person and go, oh, that's a young person oh, trying something. Out, he's, he's starting, starting out. Yeah. Right, but when you're an adult and you get on a stage, people, ex- it's, it, they don't even know they're doing it. They expect you to be good because you're an adult. They assume you are this person who's 33, you must have been doing this for a long time. Yes. They don't know you started yesterday. Exactly. Yeah. So because of your age, you're expected uh, to yeah. be in control of this thing. And mm. if not, you just look like you're a very bad, old, sad comedian. <laughs> just makes it so much more sad. <laughs> you know, when you're 18 and you do it, people look at you like, okay, he's trying, he's cute, he's trying. Yeah, no, yeah. Give him a chance, give him a chance. The cuteness when fades 33, of 33. <laughs> when they're 33, they don't think like this. Especially if you're a woman. If you're not, yeah, if you're anything to. other than excellent, they're like, shame. Mm-hmm. This poor old woman. This yeah. poor old woman. Wow. She's trying, she's yeah. trying her, her luck yeah, yeah. now at that age. Shame. So, so um, you know, I don't want to go that route of, you know, being the male comedian, asking the female comedian. So what don't do, you, do it, Scott. What do you think don't about do it. But I don't want to ask you. I want to ask your mom. What, what is your, uh, what, what do you think about women in comedy and the struggles they face? I didn't know they struggle. (laughs) (laughs) I really, because, you know, I don't know this world. I don't know this this behind the screen, behind the the, the curtain. I don't know what's happening there. I don't know. But why do they struggle? If you're good, you're good. Does it matter if you are a male or a female? No, no, it, it, it shouldn't. If the people are sitting there and laugh and enjoy themselves what's I don't know what 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 why the good there should be a there's no context for this question I don't know Gilly explain to me yeah I think you explain a bit give like a short the short version and then your mother can agree or disagree there's a lot of struggles the first struggle (laughs) is that people aren't accustomed to seeing women doing stand up depending what society you're in People are not accustomed to seeing women doing stand-up. You come from a society where people are accustomed to seeing women doing stand-up. South Africa is not accustomed to it. And so, and and we live in a very male-dominated society where women are not supposed to be standing and being the funny ones. The men are supposed to be the funny ones. So there's an expectation from the audience that you're going to fail. That's the first thing that happens. The other side of it is you're in a male-dominated industry. So you are the only woman constantly around men all the time. They, and they and on a lineup mostly or, or, yes. or often <clears throat> so you are trying to break through but you are put to different standards so if you go out and you do badly it's not like oh another comedian did badly oh women comedians are bad 
That's just how it is. And so, yeah, what you're saying, technically, it should be like what you're saying, but it just isn't. And Mensa, what Gilly says is unfortunately true. It, it actually reminds me of a bit that Ali Wong did in a Netflix special. You know, I'm very jealous and bitter that when a man finds any ounce of mainstream success in comedy, they get to date models. <laughs> Actresses and pop singers. One of my dear friends is arguably one of the top stand-up comics in the world. And for the past year and a half, she's been dating a magician. You know, no judgment, girl, but is he at least, like, a good magician? <laughs> is he, like, the best magician? Like how you are one of the best stand-up comedians? I looked that dude up on Yelp, he got two stars. <laughs> That's what being one of the best female stand-up comics will achieve you, an ancient magician. <laughs> But I think it's the, the same in uh, all uh, aspects. Uh, like, I am an entrepreneur. Mm. How many women entrepreneur? Yeah, that's not... You see. That's exactly. So why are you saying you don't understand why there's a struggle? And, and, <laughs> no, I but she know. was not in a situation where no. she was, comp- she was no. in an environment actively competing with other men around her. No. That's not what it was mm-hmm. like for her. She was on her own with... Mm-hmm. And not only that, I feel admired for that. Mm. People, you know, radios want to interview me because of that. Mm. Uh, on Women's uh, Day, they want me to give a talk about my success and about what I did. and what. So I actually experienced different... As, as a woman entrepreneur, I experienced a different... Uh, well, uh, but also it's different for you because you weren't trying to be an entrepreneur. No, no. So it's not I like you were going to yeah. conferences and no. hanging out with other no. male and female entrepreneurs no, no, and realized no. the difference. No. no, you were only happy to be included as a business person yeah. because it's not what you were actually trying to do. It's very different. Well, I, I hope that going forward that the radio stations will also want to interview you about your success on... Just a random day and not just on Women's Day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no, they are. They exactly. are. They are. I had, a, I had lots of uh, interviews, you know, especially lately. You always have that. You always hear about, you know, a male-dominated world. It's a whole male-dominated world. And it's very difficult also for singers, for women singers, women. It was always, you know, when I was young, there was mainly male Singers. Even singers? Singers, of course. Yeah. Wow. Male singers, you know? And it was difficult for the woman to get into that world also. Because the woman should be should get married, be at home and have children. What what does she do now on stage? You know? And it doesn't matter if it's a comedy or or theater. Or movies. So or you see, you understand very well. Well, maybe, maybe because no, now you know. I'm thinking <coughs> slowly. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because uh, comedy started so much later than well, yeah. stand up as an art form started so much later than something like acting. I mean, acting started in 
Shakespearean yes. times and singing, I mean, yeah, act, that acting, is, acting started in like 1975. <laughs> <laughs> that, that like singing has been since forever. Who are the singers there? I remember. Yeah, yeah, but as an if art I form, stand up started later. So that that yeah. struggle, yeah. you know, and that integration has yes. already happened more there because yes. more time has passed, but it's still happening in stand-up yeah. because it started later. So you can't, exp- you know, I mean, not that you can't expect also, it. I just a, mean. it's had a, an explosion <coughs> later. Stand-up has become yes, very popular yes, yes, in yes. recent times. N- mm-hmm. Not just, um, it's not just when it started. You know, there are booms for certain industries. And like yes. our industry has had a boom because of streaming. Yeah. Because yes. of streaming, it's mm-hmm. had a boom. And so it's bound to happen that at that point when you, where, where, platforms need more content, then more people are competing for that content. And then you start to see like, oh, okay. You see yeah. a boom. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm glad I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not glad you but brought Gilly it up. But Gilly is powerful enough. She's got the power. So she'll manage the. See, Gilly, that was worth bringing it up just for that nice compliment that your mom paid, paid you. Thank you. Mother. I hope you're grateful for that. <laughs> no, I trust her. Yeah. I also we are think coming she's... from a family of strong women. Mm. It's from my granny, my grannies, okay, to my mother, to my sisters, to me, to Gilly. Even I see the next generation. I can see my granddaughter. She's a strong child. You know, I can see. She's not a wishy-washy little <laughs> girl, four years old, you know? No, and she has I, opinions. Have, she, she has drive. Yeah, absolutely. She has ambitions. <laughs> Four-year-old ambitions. She comes here, organizes her ponies all in a row, tells them what to do every day. <laughs> oh, really? They got like a, a, how can I say, charisma, you yeah. know, all of them. Yeah. Well, um, Anat, I think I speak for both me and you when I say to Gilly, we're excited for your career and how it's going to go. Yeah, I am excited. Thanks, guys. How it's going to go. And I can't wait to see where it's going to go. Yeah. Really. Well, to Australia next mm-hmm. and then beyond. Yeah, let's just, you know, what I would very much like is for it all <laughs> to be, you know, I'd like to be successful enough so I can also just be a kogel. <laughs> you, to, you actually have the same dreams. Yes, I have to manifest this for, you know. At what at what point are you like uh will you be no, nah, I'm I'm quitting comedy now. Now I'm going to be a kugel. Where would that point be? Skulk, you know, I I don't want you to think that I'm the kind of person who if I had a certain amount of money, I would still do comedy. I wouldn't do anything. I would just stop immediately. <laughs> I would stop everything immediately. So, so where is that? The second is there a rand value? There's a dollar value. Like mother, like daughter. Like mother, like daughter. There's a dollar value. Um, Unfortunately, I don't think I'll ever reach it. But I will say, you know, the second I stop being able to relate to the to people, yeah, and you know, I've got too much money to relate to To people. You know, that's when I'll have to stop doing comedy. Because I don't want to work anymore. I've been reading that book by Sheryl Sandberg. She's the COO of Facebook. And she wrote that book that got women all riled up about our careers, talking about how we as women should challenge ourselves to sit at the table and rise to the top. And her book is called Lean In. 
well, I don't want to lean in, okay? I want to lie down. I want you to lie the fuck down. And that was Ali Wong again. You see, Ali and Gilly actually have a lot in common. They are both amazing comedians whose names even sound the same. Ali, Gilly, well, use your imagination. But most of all, they both just want to lie down and Google. It'll come. The day will come that I will be a Google. I'm 67 now. You know what? That's my dream for you. I I hope that I can, before I die, see both of you Googling (laughs) together in the same household. Just Googling away. That is my, God forbid. God forbid. <laughs> that is my my dream where I want to end this episode and and um, I wish you both the best of luck in that <laughs> in that you. path. Thank you, Skalki. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Anat, this was nice. such a Thanks. nice chat. Gilly, thank you for being here as well. And that means it is all we have time for for today. Unless, of course, you're at Google. Then, you know... Do whatever. You have your whole day free. I hope you've enjoyed our time with Gilly and her mom as much as I did. And mean, sir, you know, be grateful for your mom. She could have thought that your career is a joke, but instead she knows it's full of jokes, but she takes it seriously, if that makes sense. Anyway, just fucking be nice to her, okay? She's a lakatani. Thanks for listening and I'll see you and your mom next week for another story from another mom. Your Mom with Skulk is produced by Telltale Media and hosted by me, Skulk Note. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you unless you are planning to say something cock about me, Gilly, or Tanya Anand. Then keep that to yourself. Tot scenes and goodbye for now. No, scrap that one. And means uh, some valuable le- life lessons. Ah, oh, fuck. Um, oh, fuck. So close. Means I've Jeez, dude, English. Ah, oh, sorry, man. Just, just hang tight. There we go. There we go.